Welcome to episode 20 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. Thank you to the many fantastic listeners from all over Australia who have given me feedback in the past few weeks. I am truly surprised about the kind words from people who I know personally and from people who I do not know. The podcast is not about the metrics, but it is nice to know the people who do listen are enjoying the interviews. This episode's interviewee has played the game at many clubs and with different levels of success. On a cold winter night at Duty Masters Oval in the mid-1990s, Tony Bozewski severely injured his knee in a tackle with Mike Holyfield. He was only in his early 20s and this looked like it would curtail his input into the game. But Tony went down the refereeing pathway and after a few years ascended to the highest level in our region, an IPL first grade grand final. Tony is a great guy, very calming and genuinely loves being part of the soccer community. In the last few years, he's gone back to playing amateur soccer after finishing refereeing. I immensely enjoyed the time conversing with him and his insights into playing and refereeing were fascinating. Please enjoy this interview. Welcome everybody to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'm here in the great suburb of Balgowny. I'm a bit biased, but that's what I think of it. And I'm here with Tony Bozewski. Tony, thank you for allowing me into your home and um, allowing me into your uh, Sunday afternoon. My pleasure. My pleasure. Welcome. It's great to have you. Look, uh, people uh, know you in the Illawarra for for many reasons and we'll go through your career. Um, And I guess... um, you know, there's not as many of you as we'd like, but you know, you've played, um, played in the IPL, um, but you've also refereed in the IPL. So um, I think it's going to be a, a great discussion. But if if we start from um, the beginning, you know, uh, where did you grow up? Where were you born? And what was your earliest memory of soccer? Yes, yeah, so I have been a, a northern. Northern Wollongong boy all my life. Started uh, born in Bulleit, Bulleit Hospital. Um, yep. And then... Because um, that was 72 from 72, my records. Yep, yep, 72. So um, went to play, played under sevens at Tarawana. Okay. Uh, so under sevens at Tarawana Soul Club. Back then it was up, it was actually, um, we actually played... Um, at the Oval, then it was fantastic. At the main, uh, at the main Oval, senior yeah. main ground now, yeah. rather than the, the the public school. Yep, yep, we played there, and I played there um, oh, up until under twelves. Okay. Uh, we had a successful side. Um, I remember it, uh, he's, I don't think he's around anymore. Doug Longbottom was our was my coach right yep. up, and, and my father would help out as yep. well. Um, and um, it was great. We had, we had a great time. We had we had a lot of yeah, we had some good success. We won a couple of grand finals. Um, so, do you remember some of the other players that you, some of the other boys that you played with in those early days? Um, yeah, look, there was there was. I remember I remember those days. Um, Michael Chase, not many people remember, but Michael Charlesworth, yep. uh, Peter Mee, and all real just local boys. Not many yep. of them are actually still. Jovo Avancevic um, yep. and Jovo. Um, Jovo was went on and become uh, secretary of Abbey Park White Eagles yep. up until recently. Yep. So. Um, a lot of the boys that I played with them didn't didn't carry on, um, you yeah. know, sort of from Tarawana and 
It was at, uh, it was a good look. It was a good time. Good, good, good growing up. And, good, good memories. And you, you know, you played a couple of final series and whatnot, and had fun. But you know, was it? You, your dad always wanted your parents always wanted you to play, or was it just early on in the front or backyard that you just wanted to have the ball at your feet yeah. and you just loved kicking and then school and then yeah. let's go and play at Tarawana or your friends are there? Yeah, very. Look, I, I, I grew up with a ball, you know, dad, dad coming from, you know, coming from Macedonia, yep. you know, very football focused and, you know, gave me a little soccer ball when I was young, little young baby. <laughs> um, and for me, it was always in the backyard, kicking, dribbling, uh, you know, juggling. I, I'd set myself, I, to, I remember even at the age of eight or nine, I set myself little juggle competitions you yep. know and get the 20 get the 30 get the 40 get the 50 and build yep. up from there and um that that juggling that i used to do um i felt was a was a you know a great um, way of developing close skills right close yeah. good, good control ball control um the ability to sort of control a ball and i, I felt that uh, i kept on doing that when i was a young boy and i you know put little witches hats in the backyard and we used to live in tarawana there in williamson street and um we used to have park down the bottom there and, and me and my brother would go and you know would would pretend we're both you know professionals and he'd gain goals, <laughs> I'd gain goals, and then we'd, you know like look any other you know, two brothers would grow yeah. up together and and and, and you know, share great memories. They were great memories, but uh, look, it was good. But I I love I love soccer, you know, football, whatever yep. you want to call it. But um, growing up and I was addicted to it, and you know I would make I'd, I would sleep with my shin pads the night before. <laughs> you know I'd go to bed and Mum would go, "What are you doing?" You know I had my shin pads on, my shorts were on, my socks were on. I'd get up at Six thirty in the morning, the game wouldn't be to ten. You know, I'd be waiting just for pumped. just pumped. You know, I remember watching having the cereal, watching a game, ready to go in the morning. I love it. And when it's the rain, you didn't care because you, you didn't worry about the council grounds them days. So you just yeah, you, played. you played. played. You played. It was great. And, and what about um, you know, you you coming to that age of say twelve and you've you've played a few years there at Tarawana. Um, how did it come about? Do you do you remember that? You then got to trial with what was known then as the Illawarra team, which was the representative side. How did that come about? So, look, at 12, I was actually quite tall. Yep. Um, and um, it's funny, you know, I was growing a bump fluff in my face. Yep. I nearly got a you know, this little moustache at 12. I actually, <laughs> you know, I was actually really tall for my age, probably taller than most kids. Uh, me and Angela Piacentini, which many would remember as well, um, we were very, very tall for our age. Yep. And uh, we were both playing with Tara as well. And um, I remember Stephen Krishna. Yep. I, I was become real good friends with Stephen Krishna. And Steve said, come and try. And, you know, you'll, you'll, you should be able to get in. And uh, I talked to my dad about it. He wasn't that keen. Um, yep. Only because dad worked shift work. And yep. he knew It'd be he, he, he was going to take it, yep. you know. Um, but anyhow, I just, I just went. And uh, we went and trial. And I remember turning up the trials and a coach by the name of Ray Dowd. Yep. which many people would know was Terence Dowd and Declan Dowd's dad. So, yep. you know, like a so-called soccer de- identities around here. And Terry, Ray was a great guy, and he said to me and Angelo, the under-15s and 16 trials aren't here today. He thought we were, you know. In but, that age yeah, group. Yeah, that age group. Because we've taught, turned up, and we, we were ve- I'm telling you now, Trey, we were head and above in terms of height compared to anybody else. And, uh, no, no, we said that no, we're here for the under-13s. And uh, he, just, he just looked at us and said, what? Uh, and, uh, and that was it, you know. So it began the journey of, um, you know, playing with Illawarra under Ray. And what a year we had that year. It was amazing. So, yeah. And, and uh, I think, uh, and I keep doing this when I interview uh, people, so in those Tarawana years, what, what position were you playing 
predominantly? Yep, uh, midfield. Midfield? Yeah, midfield. So. And so when you tried out for the Illawarra team, did you sort of say to, to Ray, look, I'm a midfielder, or you just thought, no, nah, if I make the team and then you did, I'll just play where I'm told? Yeah, yeah no, look, I, I was, I, I, I trolled as a midfielder. Yep. Um, and I said, look, I play in the centre midfield, right, left, anywhere you want me to, I can play up front, but my preference is, is my preferred position. Um, obviously, I can't play the back, I can't tackle, yep. right? So um, it was just. And I've played front. with you in the. the <laughs> Mid mid nineties, and I can verify that. <laughs> Not that I can tap it too much either. So, you said you had a good year in that first year of Illawarra. What are your recollections of travelling, training, the big games, the other the other players that you played with? Yeah, we or against. It's a very special year that you holds. You know when you have you know when you have a year in, or a couple of years in football that hold dear to you that just, yep. they're just memories yep. that was one of my memory years I call it and we had a great we had uh, you know we had Terence Dow playing Steve Krishna Shane Williams yep. you know, Shorty yep. uh, Mickey Atsis you know uh, we had uh, look other players Paul Piacentini and we had a really really good side and um, I remember playing um, you know uh, up against Marconi yep. we used to travel a lot right so yep. you know we'd pretty much sec- every second week you- yeah so dad my dad would rotate and Steve Krishna's father would rotate and so we'd go up and see, because Dad was working shift work. And um, we, we um, you know, furthest we'd have to go was, you know, the North Sydney yep. area. So, you know, but still a bit still of a trip. bit of travel for 13-year-olds. And um, we, the, the probably the best side I remember was Marconi. Um, yep. You know, we had, uh, we played against uh, two very special players uh, that um, I have great memories of. And that was uh, Paul Ocon yep. and Mark, Mark Bosnich. And um, wow. they were amazing, like... I remember when Mark walked out at 13 years of age. Um, so remember I said I was really tall? Yep. And, and Andrew, so me and, and Mark Bosnich, we were sort of the um, enforcers of the team because we were height. And yep. so he, he had this chip on his shoulder because of his height, and me and Andrew were the same as well. So we would yep. carry the team through that part. But um, Mark was amazing. He'd walk out with... Um, Balling one, holding the ball in one hand, like oh, wow. just at thirteen years of at age, 13. You know, and uh, just you know how you could just walk out of his bowl, and he was just amazing. He'd pull saves out, and uh, it's intimidating, think, isn't it? He was, he was brilliant. He was in goals for the thirteens and the fourteens, and sometimes yep. he'd go in goals for the fifteens and sixteens. Right, as they spell, he was just, he was. My you could just said, tell ah, then. My father just said to me that, 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 that that's that's a special person, right? Yep. Right there, he was. I think Stevie Krishna. We played him four times that year, yep. three times that year, and Stevie's I think the only one that scored against him, and um, in the semis. Um, wow. But uh, but uh, Stevie and I marked um, another player of Paul, like Paul O'Con, and yep. he was another one. We just couldn't catch him, and, and our, our strategy for me and Stevie was to let's just want to rotate and just go for him. You know, try yep. to try to try to take him down, or try to you know not not no, hurt no, him, but you, but, you know a... we needed to just get up and get under his skin and. Just stop him because he was just he was brilliant and um, David Seal City City yep. as well um, and uh, you know we we were very very lucky because above us two years was the other Illawarra great side with you know the, the likes of Jamie Warren's team yep. as Minio Bonatic so yep. we were doing very well and they were I think very 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 good strong side. as so well we, yeah but we made it to the grand final that year track it was um, it was a special year we we I remember winning. Uh, this, we won the semis against Blacktown, and yep. um, uh, Robbie Stanton played for Blacktown then. Yep. Yeah, and geez, I'm collecting some names now. And um, we we got grand final, and um, we we're up there at uh, I think we we're playing at Blacktown, uh, Gabby Stadium. Yep. And that was too good. Um, Paul Paul scored a 
absolutely gem of a free kick and they beat us 2-0. Um, but, uh, you know, we gave them a good run, you know, local Illawarra yeah. boys and these, these guys were, you could just tell the class difference and uh, it was good, you know, but that, that was um, a great experience for me. Me and Steve both got an opportunity to go to St. George. Um, yeah. We were offered an opportunity to go on trial for St. George. Yeah. And, um, and it was a big thing for us, but you know what? We just couldn't because our parents were both... Yep. Working, you know, Steve's father, John Krishna, my dad, still worked routine, so it was just off the table. But yeah, it was good, good memories. And and then you had what three or four years there um, in, in the Aurora team, or only I actually one had one or, or only, only two. two. Yeah, yeah, one, one and a half, two. I um, pretty much got tired of the of, of the of the travelling. Yeah, and um, I ended up my uncle um, Vasco, um, who many will know played for, he played for Coniston and Cringilla. Yep. He was a good striker as well. And he, um, he encouraged me to go to, uh, Fern Hill. Yeah. Well, I was having a look at the, the records that I had, um, off a couple of people at, at Fern Hill and, and you joined them in 87 and you were, you were 14 and probably in May. So you're 14 and eight or nine months when pre-season is starting to to play youth grade which was an under-19s competition mm. so um obviously you you said about your height but uh, you know what did your parents think about that as a you know 15 16 is usually the norm not not 14 and mm. three quarters so mm. um you were probably keen um i guess maybe uh, your mum and dad thought well if your uncle thinks it's okay yeah and he was there um what were you thinking it was that, you know, at 14, nine months and my height, paying off Illawarra, you know, there's, there's, there's the, you know, you, you know, the brashness of youth, right? You, yep. you think you can do anything at that age, right? So uh, I thought, yeah, I'm tall enough, I can play in this league. And, <laughs> you know, Vasco gave me confidence to come there and I knew I could hold myself on the field. Yeah. But of course, you know, uh, I probably wasn't aware of the, the physicality yep. and that, so I just had confidence in, I suppose, Oh well, it's just a local league, you know. Yes, yep. there's going to be bigger boys. I'm, I'm tall yeah. enough, but you know, it, it was physical. It was strong. It was hard. I come up against some big boys, you know, and um, you know they knew I was young, um, but I loved it. We had a we had a we had a great. You, you great played time. the full season there, and 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 then what did you what did you think of it? It was know, good that season. Yeah, it was good. We we um we had a great side, really good side then. You know, it was, it was under all playing with Vasco at my uncle yeah. as well. Um, and um, we we uh, we won the comp that year, and yeah. with, with Johnny Walker, Whiskey was our coach. Yeah. Um, is still still have a great great relationship with Whiskey, um, and um, we played Bulleye in the grand final, and yeah, they had a good side, you know. They bought Peter Bott, you know, Kerry yeah. Davenport, and um, I remember being marked and intimidated big time by big Neil Carpenter at the back. Yeah, he's Carpenter, a big, whoa, he was a big young bloke at that point and yeah, always was. And like most Macedonians, uh, you know, I couldn't hit it very well. But he'd come <laughs> up the, uh, you know, the back end of a big header. And, you know, he, just, he was intimidated, but good guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. Good, good guys. We, we played at um, Memorial Park Grand Final and um, I didn't think I was going to start that, that day and... Um, and I remember turning up to... I was just happy to be in the squad, yep. right? I was learning those... You know, we had uh, some good players in our Fernhill side as well. And I was just learning of these guys, what, yep. 19 years old, 18 years old. And and I remember turning up to Memorial Park. And back then, they used to... I still do it. They, you know, they put the um, teams... The, yep. You know, the grand final newsletter. To let you in. Oh, yeah. You know, the grand yeah, final yeah. newsletter. Yep. And I thought, counted the numbers, you know? And, yep. and I was always number 11. So I'm looking at the squad going, one, two, three, four. 
Oh, in number eleven. I'm in. Nah, maybe wow. just maybe whiskey's just just put a you know put little, whatever the team yeah, was yeah, previously yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, anyways, pull me aside, he goes, you're starting, and oh, I'll tell you what, that's when the, the nerves hit, you know, because yep. um, just be- after our game was Cringilla versus, um, uh, I'm pretty sure it was, it was Cringilla versus South Croatia. Yeah, South Coast Croatia. South Croatia. Yeah, being back, that's what I know as back then days. And I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you're around here, but that was a monster of a crowd at yeah. Memorial Park. Yeah. Joe Coelho, uh, when I spoke to him, said it was a huge crowd, yep. and I think it might have been overcast raining, maybe. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, so I've started, uh, got in there, and uh, I remember, I played about 60 minutes, I absolutely missed an absolute sitter yep. riding on the six-yard line. You, you, you couldn't miss it. You couldn't miss <laughs> it. Was it was harder to miss than you, to score. It was score. bad. It was, a, geez, it was a bad miss. And uh, But, uh, look, um, we ended up winning. I played 60 minutes, come on, and come off, and... Um, it was a great, great experience, and we won the grand final that year, and it was great. And so, how was it um, post grand final? Because I guess there would have been a difference with the uh, the <laughs> Illawarra team, and then with a group of young men who were over eighteen, and then um, winning a grand final. So, um, did you stick around with Yunkel, or did you yeah. sort of have to go home early? Or no, <laughs> Dad said to me, "Look, you know, I'm sure Dad." Um, had some words with Vasco behind the scenes and went, look, <laughs> take him out, but, you know, you look, look after, after him. him. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, no, it was good. We went out. To, uh, I can't remember whose house it was. We had a bit of a party. Yep. We, dropped, we, dropped, we, dropped, we broke the trophy and they had to get it fixed <laughs> and that sort of stuff. But I wasn't allowed to drink out of any cup or anything like that. So it was just, it was just orange juice for me. And, yeah, like I said, we uh, definitely have a public message of uh, not condoning underage drinking. Absolutely. Um so, 88, um, you then had a full season at Cringilla. How did that move come about? Once again, actually, um, Vass made the move to Cringilla yep. and, and said, do you want to come out of there? Come out there. And I said, um, my other cousin was going out there, a guy not many people would know, but he did play was Danny. And Danny Nikoloski played with Long United. And yep. from there, um, he came in. And another guy called Alex Kokoski yep. came. So, we were all, you know, family and friends. Yep. And, uh, you know, that was quite... A, you know, coming from the I suppose Macedonian background, it was good. Yep. You know, go and get out there and have a bit of a look at that. Yep. What that club was like, and because um, I guess you didn't take that traditional path. You know, plenty of Macedonian guys have played rep football, and then if they don't make it into those state leagues or whatnot, then go down. But you went. You've played at Tarawana. You played then at Fernhill at first, so yep. um, you didn't go down that traditional route that sometimes most guys do. Yeah, no, no, I, I uh, certainly didn't. I um, I went. There, I went to Crini. I had a good time. At- Quinn was a good club, you know. They had um, uh, when I was, I was quite younger, I was fifteen and a half. So, who was coaching you in youth uh, grade in that year? Do you remember? Yep, Norm Yoneski. Yep. So the ex president. Yep. So Norm. Um, I actually got a gig um, when I turned up there. Um, oh, geez, I had some good players, you know. Robbie Davies was there. Yep. So, so you know, if you remember, I, I as I said, with, with my height and probably my 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 physique, I. I I was I challenged myself up at 15 to play against some of these high-profile guys. And I remember turning up preseason, and I was in there with the first graders. And because I was, you know, the coach um, back then, I, I'm trying to remember who coach. Um, yeah, Voyne. They call him Voyne. They used to call him Gilligan. Okay, remember Gilligan? Uh, yeah. Voyne. And he he was the coach. He, he looked at me because he was where you from, and I told him, he goes, "Well, come and train in the preseason." It was great yeah. fun, you know. And it was. You know, the Stankovic brothers, you know, you had Bobby Tibanchewski, those yep. guys, you know, Macca Brown, Robbie Davies. So some big names of the oh, IPL. they were brilliant. And they were even tried. And um, I remember, Conor Malik, so I got a 
got a gig first grade uh, yeah. for about 20 minutes against Warilla at uh, Coromel there, and um, I was only 15 years old. But what happened then, I, I, I don't think I, and this is a good message for a lot of young people, because there was parts of me there that I don't think I took serious enough the opportunities that were in front of me. Yep. Um, I reckon I reckon I could have slotted in somewhere there and probably... Um, Cemented a position. If I had the mental awareness and the, from yep. that age to be able to go, actually, you know, why don't you really commit yourself? But at 15, 16... <laughs> You know, I started getting out with friends and yep. I didn't understand it. I just thought my own path was, okay, I just planned the 19s. Yep. And, and, um, but that's, you know, I was a young boy. You know I mean? And how so, was that in terms of your peer group at school? Because, you know, in a couple of years, you're, you're doing what most of them probably aren't doing and, and playing in 19s, potentially coming off the bench in reserve grade, like you said, pre-season in first grade. A, a lot of them wouldn't have been doing it. So uh, what were your friends thinking? Yeah, no, they were good. They were all supportive. Friends were all supportive. Um, you know, they, they um, a couple of them, because I was really good friends with Stevie Krishna at school as well. He was one of my best friends at school. He, he was up there as well. You know, yeah. Steve's a great player. And so predominantly I, I hung and, and my friend, my circle of friends were usually football players. Play so we're sort of more, you know, I'm sure a lot of people were, were you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't think people were jealous or anything like that, but I don't think people... I think people are pretty positive. You know? I yeah, think good. Some good, good feedback. So you, you, you played the majority of the season there in youth grade, and then um, in '89 you you started the preseason um, with Cringilla, and I think you played one game of youth grade, and then you moved to Tarawana. So, so what sort of transpired there? Because obviously, it seems you had a good year. You, you went back, did preseason, and then played one game in youth grade, and then you went. So, so what changed? So I think it was. Um, I wasn't driving, and um, I was struggling, struggling to get out there, yep. and it was just I was relying on people. And I think, if I can remember right, I think Vasco might have one because I didn't hurt his ankle, couldn't drive as much, couldn't get out there. So my lift out there, yep. I remember one. I remember the priest I was catching a train, seriously, wow. with my bike. Uh, my mum goes, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going training." <laughs> so I'd go to uh, Coromel Train Station, and for Coromel Station, I ride my bike to Cringilla, and then for Cringilla, Cringilla, I'd ride. <laughs> to the wow. ground that's, so, a good, that's a good effort 16 years old right and I remember I can't do this and it was unfair on my parents and others so yeah. I decided um, Steve Krishna and we were up back to Tara and um, so we had a good you know with uh, Gary Fernie Bluey Fernie yeah. and he was a coach and we went with Tara with Steve and um, I think I think we won the comp that year again and, won the, and we were, I think we won the grand final that year so what do you like you were Tarawana junior so was it a proud moment coming back as a as a senior player, yeah, it was. It was. It was a. Tara's always been a special place, you know, as a, as a junior, and I've played in that, you know, at the ground, and um, so you know, I think um, going back to my, you know, my junior ground and being with it with the senior club. Yep. Well, I used to be a ball boy, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You, you'd you'd put that in your timeline that you were a ball boy, and and some of those um, we've all, most of us have done it. It's it's pretty cool at that age to to be a ball boy. Mm. So. For you, it must have been just a. Even though you might not realise it at that point, now looking back on it, that ball boy, watch the seniors get a love for the game as you had, and then juniors, and then then you come back. Yeah, and I remember, um, I remember, I've still got a lump on my back of my head from I used to go watch Tara before I was with my father. Yeah. So we've lived in Tarawana all our lives, yep. right? And um, and um, I remember falling off the seat. So we're we're the dress, we're the 
dugouts are now, if you know at Tarawana, you've got those little seats there. Yep. And I remember the ball come over, and I, I was only a young kid. I, I think I was only about seven or eight. I fell backwards, and I fell on the ground, and I, I remember having to go to hospital, and, and, and I've still got a lump on the back of my head because of memory. So <laughs> Tarawana's etched in my head. <laughs> well, I guess I mean? you're very lucky because uh, some mothers wouldn't have let their sons back out. <laughs> yeah, but look, you know, as you said, you know, I'm a, I was a ball boy there. Um, I've had my two boys, Christian and yep. Jacob, ball boys there. Yep. And two weeks ago, you wouldn't believe it, just through luck. I don't think she was too impressed, but when we told her there was a drink and a can and a, and a pie at the end of it, my daughter was a ball boy. Now she's on the roster. So oh, they've excellent. all been ball boys and ball girls. So. Well, it's a nice touch, isn't yeah, it? And that's what cool. soccer and especially community soccer yeah. at our level is all about. Yeah. So you had fun at, um, at Tarawana there in 89. And then... Um, uh, what I saw um, in the records that I got that you then in 1990 um, went and had a year in first grade at Wollongong Sports. So, oh yeah, Wollongong Sports, yeah. So how, yeah. how did that come about? Because that seems like a and they were in the second division back then because you had the the Illawarra Premier League. Yeah, um, yeah, you bought that one out, didn't you? Yeah, um, yeah, I thought about that one. Yeah. So you had a year there. Uh, where did they play? Um, how did it come about? And who was coaching? <laughs> So what happened all along sports was this, and um, it's they were a really good family club. So my brother-in-law, so I was getting married, yep. getting, getting close to getting married yep. in the, that, that that year. Uh, I think the year before, I um, I actually started putting on a fair bit of weight. Yep. To tell the truth, and um, so and I my career for work started. So I was working in Sydney. Yep. So working in Sydney. Um, traveling up so and down. time poor in that Time sense. poor. I took, my, you know, for me, you know, it was drilled into me, your job, 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 get yep. a job, get a job, get a job, get a job, get a job, you know, set yourself up here. So that that took precedence. And so my brother-in-law went down there, Dominic, um, and um, a few mates and said, look, these, these guys are looking for a club. Um and I couldn't play the whole year that year yeah. um, because of work, and so I said, you know what, I'll, I'll um, go on a bit of a bit of a bit of a laugh down there, enjoy yeah. myself. And they were a good club. We're on second division. Yeah. I don't think they ever got in the semis. Um, I'm not sure, but anyway, we, we went to the semis and we took the club to the semis. I think the whole Chilean community came out and yeah, because it's a Chilean-based club yeah. or Chilean-based yeah, club. Yeah. They used to put a pig on a spit at Balambi there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's where the ground was yeah. at the Balambi Point there. Yep. Yeah, Balambi Point, and and uh, that's where you train as well. Yep. Yeah, that's where we train. Oh, I didn't really train much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really train much. But. And and what and obviously they were very welcoming to you and 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 you played first grade. Yep. So um, you know, was it was it the uh, Chilean colours of red, white, and blue? Was that predominantly the strip yep, that they yep, played in? Yep, they played in the red, white, and blue um, uh, Chilean strip. They were very you know traditional. They they yep. held on to their heritage, which was really cool. Yeah, that's the beauty um, of Illawarra, isn't yeah. it? That and you know yourself, you've played for many clubs, and and when you're refereeing, you see a lot of clubs as well. So that's mm. the beauty of the Illawarra. It's fantastic. It's um, I think it's what brings uh, this community together. Is you know if you're in the football circles here, you've got a real opportunity to to discover so many different cultures, uh, make some good, really good friends. But they were, they were really good. We used to sing their Chilean song, you know, at the end of the day. I didn't know what I was singing, but I liked the rhythm <laughs> of it. So um, you know, I used to love having so you weren't you weren't there. just bilingual now. You were trilingual. Yeah, yeah, yeah trilingual. You speak English, Macedonian, and now <laughs> with a Chilean, Chilean yeah, in yeah, there yeah. as but well. They were good. They were good. It was a short stint, but it was a bit of fun. And then after Wollongong Sports, uh, where did you go then? So I went to, uh, 
if I remember right, I went back to I played back to Fernhill, yep. and um, uh, now I'm going to get my years mixed up because a lot happened there. Um, actually, I might have started a little bit at Conno um, at, with Harry Satin, and mm. um, and uh, I went there a trial. I was in Harry's earlier squad, but the, my my weight was still a little bit on, and and, yep. and so I I sort of uh, had to you know work a bit harder to to make the side but then i then i started getting really really fit and i probably did i didn't make harry's side at the start like that coniston yep. side i was in the i was in the fringes yep. in and out in and out um and then um norm flanagan uh picked me up to go to fern hill and um and it was good a really really good move because my fitness started coming back yep. you know um and i i was in the first grade side there playing with some great people fernhill's a great club you know what i love about fernhill and the culture that fernhill brings to football in Illawarra is that they give young people a go so don't yep. forget might have been early 90s um yep. might have already been a few years here and there but i had i was still i think then in my early teens oh, late teens sorry yeah um you know so i was up front playing with you know uh, Gary Brooks yep uh, you know Craig Craig Armour Spider was in goals uh, Paul Salabank Stevie Queen was the funniest guy you ever played with in your life right? <laughs> uh, you know because he was a today triple M radio station yep. and he was he was unbelievable Tony Bain you know Whiskey was out there he's in, in the committee um, these guys were terrific players and um, I learned a lot with these guys so because young. you'd been there before it was pretty easy to come back yep. in that they sense they were welcoming they, they were very welcoming and and I did all right, you know, as a young as a young fellow, I whacked in a few goals, um, played up front. I was look, I, I, look, fair to say, I didn't mind holding the ball up a bit, bit of a yeah. hog in them days. So um, yeah. I think that frustrated him a lot, and they used to try to bash it out of me. But uh, and they used to, they're a very fit club, you know, yeah. fitness as you know, track probably running those days wasn't my uh, track <laughs> best uh, trait. Um, but um, you know, I loved. Um, Norm, Norm Flanagan was a fantastic Yeah, coach. well, what about Norm? Like, Norm had a, a very successful playing career um, in the old Federation days and whatnot and, um, you know, was a very, very good coach as well. So can you talk a bit about um, how he went about things in terms of training, game day, and, yeah, and, yeah. and how he sort of played? So, you know, he, he was very organised. He, you know, he, he, he took no prisoners at training. He had to put yep. it in, you know, and um, he was tough at training, but fair, very, very knowledgeable, um, you know, football brain. Um, and he, his, his strength was, in my opinion, his strength was the man management side. He would yep. pull your side and, and get you to work on parts of your game that you knew you were struggling. Very direct, very authentic. If you were yep. doing really well, he would, you know, he would say, "Look, you're doing well in this area." And if you, you weren't on your top of your game or you weren't playing as well, he'd be direct and open and transparent. And uh, and I, I like that. So that authenticity of Norm really sticks out for me. And what about sort of? Could you tell then? Uh, was he one to give a half-time spray if it was needed, or was he more calm and collected if you hadn't played well in the first half? Or how, how did he react in those situations? Um, no, he could give a spray. Uh, yep. <laughs> he could definitely give a spray. Um, he used to, uh, you know, with his great Irish accent, he used to, he couldn't spell my name properly, right? And he couldn't say it. And he used to call me Podesky, you know, and I, with a P. And I say, Norm, it's Bosevsky. So he goes, I've had enough of this, so I'm just going to call you TP. I said it's TB norm, not TP, you know. So uh, it was. I'm I assuming a, your teammates love that. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, he'd say to me, you know, uh, you know. I remember one day we, we were we were having a shocker, and um, he'd come in and the showers there at Fernhill to Roger Park area. He went to turn the showers off, and you know, 
turned the wrong way on and drenched himself in front of everybody. <laughs> uh, but uh, he, he was a yeah, he was a really good guy. But you know, he he he'd rev up and. Um, yep. Um, but for the club, he was t- terrific, absolutely terrific to play. And I, I, I got a lot playing with him, so he was great. So. And so at the end of that year, then you then went back to Cringilla with Eric Thompson. Yeah. So did Norm finish up at Fernhill, or, or uh, why did you you leave again? Um, I think if I remember right, I think Norm did finish, and um, Eric had a chat to me about yep. coming out to Cringilla. So he'd obviously seen you play. Yeah. He was coaching in Premier League. Yep. Obviously wanted you yeah and so then you joined a, a club and i guess you didn't know it at the time but that year was probably one of the in sort of since the premier league started in 77 would have to be one of the most successful teams they'd be in the top five to ten at quite easily wouldn't they yeah they were a very very good team so when we went out there um norm got myself chris steve chris and said to us look you guys are up and come young, young Eric, talent. Yep. Yeah, yeah and so me and steve Went out there as um, you know two very young young players and um, brought up you know was, I remember that year there was six strikers yet to choose wow. from. Um, what I, saw, I looked at I looked at preseason training and the intensity of training in that yeah. in that year was just amazing. Like you would come to training with shin pads and you would walk up because everybody was just going to uh, you know strong and hard. So there's a lot fair, of competition for places. Competition for places and. And who brought that intensity? Do you think it was just the group collectively, or did Eric? Or because he's a, well, he was a gentleman of the game and um, and a very good coach. But how did that sort of come about? Zivko Rostovsky yep. brought that intensity. So Zivko and Eric, Eric, if you remember, were, were very close. And, yep. and uh, so Eric did the the man management, yep. technical aspect. Eric's Eric was probably my finest coach in terms yep. of the. I found Eric as an individual coach was brilliant. The ability yep. to work with a player technically, Eric was fantastic. But Jivy would bring intensity, and yep. even the Wolves, you know. So yep. he came down and, and training it was on, you know. And uh, so we had six six strikers, you know. We had uh, playing for three positions, and uh, you know there was Dushko, there was Johnny Simonoski, there was Krish. Graham Lovett, we had Matty Horsley and myself. Yeah, some all big names there. Playing all playing for And then you you had a quality defence as well. Yep, you know, you're exactly right. There's, you know, Luby's in the midfield, Normie Yaneski, you've got Bobby Tupincheski. Um, yeah, there's... Um, Isco as well. Isco, Robbie Davies, Phil yep. Saunders was there. Yep. Uh, yeah, Isco was there. Um, so I can't remember. Uh, yeah, there was a couple other, but it was a very, very... Cradgers and goals. Yep. Um, great side. And um, we won that we... we we, we won the grand final that year. Um, and you I, did the league as well. Yeah, I, I started off really well. I, Eric gave me an opportunity up front with Chris. And I remember playing at Korean Park um, track. And we were playing back them days. They didn't have the grandstand, if yep. you remember. It was just all hillside. Yep. And here was, I remember playing, it was Good Friday against Fern Hill. So, you know, <laughs> a year after, I'm up against my old coach. It was Good Friday and there was no other football around. And, you know, those days there, it, it was... The chockers. crowds. It was yeah. choppers. It was great atmosphere, but it's got. I've got to be fair. I, I, I towards the end of the year, I underperformed. Yep. I, um, I probably tried way too hard to to submit my. Got frustrated and uh, I underperformed. And uh, as a result of that, I don't. I, you know, I didn't feature anywhere as much as I would have liked to towards the end of the year. Yep. And um, that's that's my own fault. You know, yep. or, or lesson I got out of it was the. You know, the intensity of a, a full year, the attitude that had to go with it, um, you know, the temperament and the discipline and maturity. And, 
Um, so, you know, I'll be honest, I could have done better. I, I feel I'm, I, I missed out that year in terms of being, being a better player for the club than what I could and have been. And being involved in the back end. But did you still feel part of it? Because it was an extremely successful yep. season and probably one of the best Cringillas ever had yep. and probably one of the best teams. Yeah. There's and a, they've had know, some good teams. There's a photo there that goes around still with that team and, you know, I'm in there. So, you know, I feel definitely part of the squad, you know. Yep. And I played, I played a handful of games there. I played, we played a fair bit of games. Just that back end of it, you yep. know, I, I uh, could have done a bit better. So yep. but that's all right. You look back in as a learning thing. You know, I teach, these are things I teach my kids now. You know, lessons that I've got, I'm able to pass to both my children. And well, go, you're still in your early 20s, 21, 22. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Uh, so after that, um, uh, where did you go? Uh, did you stick around at Cringilla in 94 or...? Yes, and in the 93, I was getting married, right? And uh, things at that stage were, were actually looking quite... quite um, quite promising so you know i did a, i was doing a ride i, I met, met you know me and my wife were getting married then tina um who now i've been married for 25 years now can you believe it so uh but we, you know and look she comes from an italian family yep and a great family name of carrios yep. and even many people know robbie and dominic cario and morris who used to play in Illawarra. and um she's her, her mum could cook <laughs> and, uh, you know, and um, as a result of that, you know, I ended up having two dinners, you know, at my house and I'd go to visit her at night and her mum would have a plate of pasta on and um, that's how I got me, ended up getting me named, nicknamed Tubsy, right? That's how a lot of people No, that's, knew it. that's when how, I first met, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's how I came along and, um, uh, yeah, that's where I got it. And so I started putting Better a bit Better than Patevsky. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, so I started putting a bit of, bit of weight on. We got married in 94. So 94 was a bit of a wipeout year. Yep. You know, I didn't play much. And then the following year, um, I joined uh, Bagani under, yep. under um, Natch, Natch Vardarov. And so Natch, did he get in contact with you or, you know, um, post-honeymoon, I guess? Did you just want to stay in the area or...? It was funny what happened because Dave Naylor actually got... Got, got in contact with me because Dave was coaching then and, and he didn't I think he was moving into some roles so he started off he, he contacted me yep. so I thought yeah okay I got the belly I live in belly nice and close yep. from Darwin Premier League then had a good competitive side and Dave was talking about some of the people he was looking to sign what the club wanted to achieve and I thought yeah sounds good so Dave went up but then Dave before the comp started left so I'm not sure why I think it might have been something to do with whether I was taking more roles on, on football stuff I can't remember yep. but anyway I left something and um, Natch Natch um, Butter have come along and um, had a great really good side there former uh, Wolves keeper yeah, most yeah. people would know yeah and um, we had good players like Luke Metcalf you know Stewie McLaren came down if you remember yep. Stuart McLaren former yep. Former Wolves player. Yeah, I think, he's an NSL player, definitely. Yeah, he was great to play along with. Luke Mokar was a tough, tough Helensburg boy. Yeah, um, he was also a, a Wolf. Uh, Andrew, you know, Andrew, Andrew Naylor, George Naylor, yourself, yep. and and, and uh, you know, was, and so was Track uh, uh, Josh. Sorry, and, yeah. and Josh we played with Josh as well. And a couple of highlights for me there was Matty Horsley made a few appearances because back then I don't know if you remember you could actually the preseason of the um, the old yeah, NSL the old alignment of the NSL and yeah. the IPL meant that you could play a few games. And uh, Matty Horsley came down. Um, he was a captain of Wolves back then, and, and we grabbed him for the second half of the year. And um, he, he was he was he was terrific, and um, he would come to training before anybody on his pushy. Yep. Right down at Junior Masters there on a Tuesday night in the rain and the wind. <laughs> there he is and he's pushy. 
he'd be first there and he'd be he'd be last to go home. And, no airs or graces, just yeah. got stuck in. Just a professional, true professional, and um, he lifted the intensity of the club big time. Um, it was a good time, but it was also the year that I pretty much my career finished. And because yep. um, one night I remember we we're playing for um, I was, we we're playing against Lysarts at the Bantam Cup. Yep. And I had arrived home late from Sydney from work, and Natch said, "You know, just sit on the bench for the Bamford Cup night." And it was freezing. I remember <laughs> Natch asked me to warm up towards the end of the game. And I thought, "Oh no, I don't really want to do this." You know, it's like five minutes to go. You know, it was well two 0 down or something like that. And I'm looking at Natch going, "Really?" But anyhow, I warmed up, did the right thing, and I didn't warm up properly. It was, it was a pretty lame warm up, right? It was yep. my own fault, right? And yeah, Mike Hollifield ex. Wolves defender was playing for Lysarts then and um, I was playing up front and he went to clear the ball up the and I tried to jump in the air and block it and yep. um, and as I um, was in the air I twisted and I ended up snapping um, four four ligaments I snapped my ACL I snapped my MCL um, and the two other ligaments that run behind it and um, so you did, the, you did the quaddy then? That's it. Uh, that, that was it. And um, that, that uh, major Rico, and uh, I was pretty much told those days, surgery on your knee wasn't like it these days. So I remember a doctor saying to me, look, he goes, you're, you're, it's going to be very hard for you to come back yeah. to play in the, at the level you play for because you've yeah. done all four ligaments. And he said, so um, that, was, that was really it, to tell you the truth. I, I, uh, and apart from, the, I guess, the focus on the family and, and your work... Um, Mentally, even though it's not the end of the world, were you pretty pretty upset in terms of, you know, something else indirectly made the decision that you wouldn't be playing? Yeah, I was. I, I was a very upset. Um, the funny thing was, though, I had been playing for a very, very long time. Yeah, so at a young I, age. I was only about, when that happened, I was only about 22, 23. And, and so I was, wasn't even in the prime of my career. Was, you know, I had already played three or four seasons in first grade and, and already 22, 23 and, then I'm, and that was it. So yep. I was disappointed um, but, for, but I was also... But you're still young in that sense. I was sense. still young so I had life in front of me, you know, yep, like yep, yes, yep. I was just busy on life but, and you know, I had work in Sydney all the time, I was travelling with work and so I really didn't have much time to think about it, just got on with it. And, yep. Yeah. And so what um, sort of what flicked that switch in terms of... Um, you then um, came back into the game as a referee. How did how did that come about? And that yeah. was sort of mid to late nineties, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. So um, I was sitting around going, "What you know? What can I do? I want to get involved. I can't, yep. you know, being in football. Football's a, it's 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 like a it's an addiction in here. Once yep. you're in a community of football in Illawarra, you you it's a connection that you can't just walk away from. It's yeah. very very hard. <laughs> I totally understand. And that. I'll, I'll give you some insight later on how I'm still sort of connected with it now. It's quite funny. But I took up in the late nineties. Took up refereeing in the late nineties. Yep. Um, did you sort of think, okay, I can ref then, or did someone come to you and say, um, look, uh, yeah, you can still be involved, be a ref? Yeah. I, I don't remember who it was. I think it was that. I think it was, well, I can still be involved. I can still be, you know, run in the middle yep. and be part of the game and help and bring some of that experience across. Yep. And me and Vasco, again, he decided to referee, so we both did it. <laughs> um, uh, so we both took up refereeing. He, uh, it, it seems like um, he's had a, a sort of positive influence on, on your soccer career or life because he's been heavily involved or a bit of a marker in different parts yep, of it. he has, he has. So we, he... Um, yeah, he's been a, he's been good. So he's um, he certainly 
we had a bit of a chat about both of us refereeing and two Bosevskis <laughs> out in the middle, what that looked like. And uh, well, it doesn't really matter when you've got a Mazevsky, you've got a Vakoski, you've got a Dolosky, you've got a Ilchesky. <laughs> it's like it's like the LOR Macedonian referees, isn't it? But, uh, um, but look, I, I refereed, I had a good career of refereeing. I, I really enjoyed, I did 17 years, I think. I think it was 17, it could have been more, could have yeah. been a bit less. So what, what was that sort of um, initial, uh, you know, first year? What, how, how did you find that in terms of, I guess, you know, give some insight to most of the people, the 40 to 100 people that listen to the different episodes. Uh, you did a course, I'm assuming, and then do they train once a week? What, what happens with the referees? So they have um, monthly, they have a pre-season course, yep. and then they have um, monthly meetings, and they're, yep. and they're um, technical, laws of the game, yep. you know, man management, um, yep. Fantastic camaraderie ship in the Referees Association. Yep. Very, very funny stories. Funny things happen, you know. We, we used to have the old red and yellow cup and, you know, <laughs> and just some things there that um, they do as, a you know, the Newcastle trips away. But early on... It, that, do you remember your first game? I do. I do remember my first game. Um, it was Kemblawarra versus Belambi, I think. Well, I think if we're talking the middle, if we're yeah. talking the middle, I yeah, did a yeah. few lines before yeah, yeah. that. Talking centre, yep. I think I had a send off actually, um, and uh, it was reserve grade, right? Yeah. So at, at Belimbi's ground there, Elizabeth Park, um, and I remember down at Elizabeth Park, there were two two gentlemen that really um, helped me in my career, who I just thought were just terrific people and a real advocates for the referee, and they were Barry Scott. Many yep. people know Barry Scott. And Les Parker, who have both passed, um, just sold to the earth role models of a real servant heart for football. They yeah. they had this um, uh, willingness to invest in young referees yeah. and mentor and help and support. And Les, you know, we used to call him Pop, you know, and um, he would wrap his arms around the young kids, referees coming through, and talk to them and coach yeah. them and guide them. And you know what? Not many people. And, and they would go around different grounds, you know, and, and they would follow you around and give you an assessment, you yep. know, you used to get inspected and the better inspection marks you get, the higher you go yep. in your, uh, you know, in your refereeing career and and um, they were terrific and uh, they, they'd come to the end of the season trips. So it's not like a boy, so it's different between, you know, they were, it's different between the clubs and referees where referees, yep. you get the whole community referees would go to an end-of-season trip back then. Yep. You know, the, the, the Pops would come along, the Barry Scotts, yep. uh, the Phil Torpy, and, and, and the Rex. It's not like a club. Usually the boys just go. Yeah, you know? maybe and a that, couple others, but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there's some things that they said in those early games that you that stick in your memory? Yeah, so um, I remember, um, I think it was Rex Layton, he, he, he would say to me, you know, you, you're doing all right, but... Your refereeing still, uh, you know, like a player, you know, as yep. if you're playing the game. And uh, it was a bit hard to hear because I thought, what does he mean by that? You know, he goes, because, yep. you know, I'd, I thought I was going okay, you know, I was getting promoted up to youth grade and, yep. and then eventually, you know, do a couple more higher grades. And um, I remember a lot of them would say, look, you're still referring like a player, you're still thinking like you're playing the game. And, and I had to work, I didn't know what that meant. It took me a little while to work out yep. what they were actually saying, you know, and, um, you know, the, but the normal things, you know, get you just on angles, positioning, yep. man management. Um, I was very lucky because in my role, you know, I work with, I, I lead a lot of people at work. So my, the man management style of football, of, of refereeing for me, it came quite easy because yep. 
I, I tried to always have the attitude of respecting players and treating with respect and having a having a conversation with them. And and I, I didn't really want to rule with authority. I rather or an iron yeah, fist. Yeah, or an iron fist. But look, I had long friendships with people like you know Phil Torpy, yep. um, Phil Holt. Dave Owen, Eddie yep. Linden, you know Rob Robinson. These guys are—they're the, they're the fabric of the association. Without those guys, there—if you ask me—and oh, look, I might have missed a few, but they're the ones that stand out for me. And know, it's that, a key component of the game that um, sometimes myself as a player, or even sometimes as a committee member, you know, um, you know that they're important, but you don't realise until uh, you get to a youth grade game where you know um, numbers are down and have been for a long time and. You know, they're an important part of the game and, like you said, a, a part of the fabric of the game. Yeah, you need referees, you know, and uh, uh, it's it's very challenging at the moment for young referees. It's it's um, There's a lot of pressure, um, but I'll tell you something. If we can get more players coming back and refereeing, um, one of the things that was very, very satisfying for me was the ability to keep 22 players on a field, manage those players, yep. um, you know, keep the temperament in check, walk off that field knowing you've done it is one of the most satisfying things you can do as a person. It's 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 very satisfying. And a lot of people don't don't yeah, understand that part unless, of it. Unless right? they do it. Don't worry about the twenty two dollars you might get as a junior ref. Think about what you're developing and those development things are people skills, yep. leadership skills, man management skills, um, and social skills. They're lifelong skills that you develop refereeing. And a lot of people in my opinion, take refereeing for the wrong reasons. They're yep. taking on for the money. You're not going to make money out of refereeing, right? Yep. Um, but you make money for the very things that can stead you in well for life. Those, they're those skills, I think. And did you, um, as a referee, sort of, I guess, from your playing days, then go, well, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it well. And then you did ascend to, you know, the highest level. Mm. And so uh, do you remember your first memorable game in terms of, you know, a grand final or a Bampton Cup final that you that you then did take the centre. Yeah, goals competitive, right? So playing playing football, soccer, you know, at the levels that we both played, that competitive nature is in there. So when I went yep. to referee, I was going took that across with yeah, you. I'm not going there to referee, you know, reserve grade all my life, right? Yep. But you had to do that, right, to get to, to those steps. You know, do I your to, apprenticeship. I had to do my Tuesday nights reserve grade on the line. Yep. You know, at, in a, in the rain. Yep. thinking where I was going to go. But my goal was to be, you know, in the top two or three refs in the, in the district. And, uh, you know, and, I, and uh, I ended up, you know, doing, I think, three Premier League grand finals yep. and a handful of Bamptons, a handful of First Division Premier League. Yep. My, my, my three Premier League grand finals um, are standouts um, for me in terms of memory. The first one I did was Evan Park White Eagles versus yep. Paul Kembler yep. at Cringel. Yep. That was amazing. That was packed. And because you'd played in some grand finals as a player, were there the same sort of nerves going into it as a referee as well? Or did you just focus on, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to man-manage. I need to keep abreast of the game and and sort of manage these 22 guys or... Or was there sort of similar type nerves? Yeah, there was. There was nerves. I think it's just a natural part of being, you know, in a big environment. I was nervous. I wanted to do a good job, you know. Yep. Like like players, we as referees uh, strive to, you know, we we, we we that grand final is the pinnacle of, of, of a referee, right? So, you know, that, that was a big day. So I wanted to. I wanted my my um, mantra for the grand finals I did was, if nobody can remember who refed, yep. it was successful. 
Yep. That was that was my goal. And so it was, you know, I'd want to go out there and do a good job and then walk off and go, yep, who ref? Oh, Tony did a good job. That was it. Yep. I didn't want to be the centre of attention. Um, so we, we that, that game there was, oh, I think, Emilio might have touched on it um, in his recent podcast when I listened to that. He said that that grand final at Korean Park was chockers. I think it was like 4,500 yep. people. And they had a good side. Now, remember, a lot of these people I refereed, I played with, yeah. <laughs> right? So towards the back end of the career, right? So it was actually quite quite interesting, the Krishnas and that. But that day, you know, Pokemon had a good side, you know. The big Robbie Casale at the back, I think. Yeah. I think I gave a penalty against Robbie. Robbie's, you know, he was... Yeah, he was a tough guy to tough tough but fair guy to referee, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but White Eagles won that game. Um, yeah. That was a really good. There's no problems. There's no yeah. send-offs. It's a good game. I enjoyed it. Um, and then I did a couple others. You know, um, Tarawana versus uh, Dandaloo. I did yeah. it. Uh, we were supposed to do it at Win Stadium. That was yeah. my. Uh, I was getting excited for my Win Stadium debut, and then yeah. the roof blew off with the wind. Yeah, that's right. And I moved it to Port. Yeah. And um, and Port turned that around so quickly, and we ended up. Another great little suburban grand final, and uh, back to the rafters. And- nobody realizes that um, whilst Wind Stadium is brilliant, I ended up doing the following year or the following second two years after I did another grand final, Paul Kimball and Bulloy, at Wind Stadium. Yep. And whilst Wind Stadium special, you know the grass looks fantastic. Uh, you know the atmosphere of Wind Stadium. <laughs> you can't beat a suburban grand final when you got you know. Uh, that game there, Tarawana versus Dandaloo, was a terrific game, and the crowd was. Oh, it was choppers, and uh, you can feel it. You can actually feel people on top of you. You know, yep. every decision you do, you just cop yeah, because you're in close vicinity. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's great. So, 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 look, satisfying. You meet a lot of good people. Yep, a lot of good referees along the way. So, yeah, it's good. And because you sort of started in that sort of mid to late twenties doing that, was that the um, the call of, you know, your body had sort of got used to sort of the knee and whatnot that you thought, hey, oh. Might have a kick around in amateurs in the last last few years or so. so or what made you give it up? Did you just burn out or? Nah, look, I I, I got to a stage where, um, look, I refereed with, with some terrific people, right? You know, uh, Mario Mastriani, goblet. What a terrific referee he was. Tough as nails, fair, tough as nails. Everybody's got a story about Mario, right? <laughs> well, you know, I'll send you in a shower, right? I'll send you in a shower. You know? <laughs> give me one. Give me one. Oh, I remember. I remember. I was playing. You know, I'll do when I was playing, and I, I was playing at Bagani, and I, I remember coming on, and um, I fouled this guy, and he said to me, Pazeski, he said, he goes, you've just come on, you've done nothing all game. He goes, I'm going to put you straight in the shower. And, uh, you know, he was, he was a great guy. Yeah, tough as nails. You know. Bobby, Andrew Nailers, Jarrah, Stephen Jarrah's great referee, yeah. long career. Peter Vakoski, you know, from Wollongong yeah. United, president. Pete, Pete was a good referee as well. One of the best ones we had. But I had a very, I had a special relationship and a good, very strong uh, relationship with Shrebray. Shrebray Dolosky, yeah. you know. And to me, Shrebray um, was the best referee this league's ever seen. Um, you know, for the career, distinguished career he's, he's yeah. had. But that shows you if you're a junior player and you want to have a career in refereeing and you're not at that level where you think, I'm going to make it in playing, there are some career opportunities as a referee where, you know, Shrebray referee, you know, done some a lot of great A-League fixtures. Yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, and, and so on. And he was a very, very, very funny guy in addressing dressing suit, <laughs> right? He, he was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> not, I, won't, I won't put anything on this show, but some of the things that he used to do were funny. But no good memories anyhow. And what about, um, can you remember a couple of uh, sort of funny interactions you've had with players over time or, or some, uh, some sort of one-liners that you always got or you gave back sometimes? Oh, yeah. There's so many of those. Uh, 
I'm just trying to think of a few here, but uh, uh, look, m- most most players would um, would try it on, you know. Like one, I remember one particular incident. We were at Picton, and um, and it was a send off. It was a classic example where Picton, the dressing, the dugouts were you know on the other side, and yep. a brawl happened at a halfway line, um, and. Um, <laughs> One of the, uh, they're all scuffling along, and he comes a sub running 50 meters from the other, yep. other side. <laughs> and he's come across, come across, come across, and um, just as he's come across, we lifted, lifted the red card up and showed it to him, and he just <laughs> kept on running straight to the dressing shed. <laughs> it, was, it was a classic. But look, funny thing. Probably, probably cost him less games by not then doing yeah, anything further. It was just funny. But, you know, the players you referee, the players are good. Um, you know, you get some cheeky cheeky comments around you know the normal things you would get around how much did you get paid today or you know <laughs> things like that but look um mo- most of the interactions i had with players were always quite quite respectful i think i i was a very very lucky uh, track because i played with a lot of people here so um i think that gave me a bit of a bit of an edge in terms yep. of a bit of risk i got a bit more respect back i felt because yep. i think people going well, Tony plays a game. He's played it, so at least yep. he's got some insight. Yep. Um, so I think that helped, you know. And do you think it was a bit of your demeanour as well that you're not, you know, you're not like a Mario, you know, you're not sort of, I've had you a few, quite a few times that you're sort of, you know, you're patient in that sense. You're not overly aggressive as a referee. Mm. So do you think that helped as well? I think so. I think, I think you know, I tried to have the attitude of, um, you know, just calmness, try to calm players down, talk to them. And my attitude was, and I used to tell some of the young referees, let the player talk. Let him yep. get it off his chest. Understand it. Yep. Socialise with it in your mind and go, yeah, I get it. I understand why you're feeling that way. However, this is the situation. And, yep. and I think you, players respected that. Some players just want to be heard. Yep. Once you shut a player down and they're frustrated and you're just putting a block wall up, you know, that, it, it causes a friction. So I think that was... I think that I can say it was a strength, I think, um, because I was able to have that relationship and the ability to... Com- be calm, you know, yeah. um, with, with players. So, hmm. and when you, uh, if you, if I sort of give you a question uh, out of left field now, do you think, um, looking back at your playing career and your refereeing career, and they're sort of two distinct careers, um, part of the same community, but how do you reconcile it? Like both of them were enjoyable for different reasons, but did you enjoy one more than another? Yeah. Look, I've always enjoy playing right um i i did try to go back playing halfway between that seven years of a ring i actually tried to go back twice yep right um and the first time i tried to go back i um i did my back my lower back and that was bagani went to back back, i went back to bagani and i at pre-season training i was really getting into it yeah i remember that i think at 20 i think 29 28, 29, and I'm still young enough to play, yeah? So at the belly, Harry Satin was coaching the yep. belly. So I had a bit of a connection with Harry. And I just turned really quickly. And my and one thing I didn't, my brother had been playing with Bowgani as well. Yep. So that was cool to play with my brother Chris as well, yep. right? And I done my back. And so I ended up in hospital for three weeks. And I thought, oh, well, that's that done, right? <laughs> so, and then, um, then I went to amateur league um, with Pumas, right? Play Pokemon Pumas. Yep. And you wouldn't believe it. I promised my wife that I wasn't going to play anymore. 
And I got a phone call from a friend of mine, Tommy Snitzer. He goes, come down, we need some players. We're short. I said, oh, I shouldn't, Tommy. He goes, yeah, yeah, it's all right. right." And he goes, come down, have a bit of a laugh. I said, all right. And I won't name who it was. Um, He's a very, he's a a local coach at the moment in Premier League. He tackled me and and, uh, broke my arm from behind. Flipped up in the air, broke my arm. And... uh, that was that, right? So, so you were a popular man yeah. in the Bezeski household that yeah, night, were yeah. you? Oh, she wasn't happy, my wife, I can tell you. And uh, when are you going to learn? So that was back to referee again. I think the referees got sick of me because they go, are you quitting? Are you staying? Are you quitting? Are you staying? <laughs> so I couldn't ever, ever let go. As many times I love refereeing, I couldn't let go of that love of playing. Yeah. Playing, you know? So yeah, definitely. if you're a player out there, play. Yep. You'll miss it because uh, I'm still back playing now. <laughs> yeah, so you did end up getting back to amateurs, and, and how do you find that? And then um, I think, um, you know, I know myself, but you got to play with Christian, your son, as well, didn't you? Yeah. So that... how's that? Because I, I've got two young kids, and, you know, I've been out of the game for a couple of years now, but if I could get my body back up in around 10, 15 years, I'd definitely do it for to play with them. So how was it? It was good. So Christian, um, many people know Christian, or Chich, as they yeah. call him, he um, he's a tar- he played Tarawana youth grade, played Bargani, um, but his study routine um, for university and work just wouldn't work. He couldn't train. Yep. So he went and had a year at uh, a couple of years at Pumas, and I went down there and um, played too in the over 35s first division. Yep. And Christian was playing in the opens, and uh, we played a couple of times and together, and uh, it was awesome. You know, yeah. um, being at the same club with your with, and, and playing with, with with your son was was it's terrific and. Um, so I played in the 35s. Uh, and last year, we had... Um, it's amazing. I played with Cor Tolson and Michael Clare, yep. right? Uh, Tony Palunga. Uh, you know, uh, we had a great, unbelievable. I'm sitting around going, half of these guys, you know, I sent off. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first thing they remembered of me, I remember Cor Tolson saying to Tony, he goes, how, how am I playing with you? You've sent me off three times, you know? And, uh, <laughs> but they were great. We had, used to have a good laugh and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, but now I, I, I play... Still play Pumas? Yep. Um, I'm, I'm quite fit now because I, I still I cycle a lot I do yep. a lot of cycling with my cycling uh, buddies um, but I still play on the weekends as well with, with Pumas and, but my real love now is whilst I play I, I love watching Jacob Jacob plays with Tarawana youth grade yep. Christian plays he's back at Bally now yep. uh, back at Bally and my daughter's you know doing a bit of Tiana's doing a bit of uh, Karate yep. as well, so we're very busy, very busy. And so, with with the kids as well, did you ever sort of take up the the coaching reins in any of their team in their junior teams? Only one year at Bally, yep. I did um, under uh, Christian's very very young age, yep. but um, it's something that I wouldn't mind getting into. You know, one day, um, you know, actually coaching. Right. Um, yep. My problem is I'm, I travel a lot with work. Uh, yep. I'm, a, I'm a lot away overnights and interstate, so getting. The commitment to do it Tuesday night and Thursday night is hard. So when you um, uh, look back on it now, is there, in your playing career, is there a couple of sort of key moments? You sort of touched on it before about that sort of Illawarra team that played against Marconi. Is that sort of one of your mm. your great memories that you got to play with some very, very good players and against mm-hmm. some very good players in their early teens? Yep. Yeah, that, 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 that um, year was terrific. Um, the grand finals that we had with in the Premier League first grade side, um, you know, Cringilla, um, we had uh, we what else was there? A couple of grand finals in the youth grades with Cringilla. Yep. I, I, was, I made a grand final with Cringilla youth grade. 
um, my grand final with uh, Tara. 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 And Fernhill. Fernhill. Uh, I had a Bampton Cup final we won with Fernhill yep. as well. Um, yeah, and um, so they're, they're, they're the highlights, um, you know, and unfortunately, I reckon I could add so much more highlights, but, you know, injuries. Yeah. Injuries got in the way, right? So, yeah, like, Nat, died at 22, 23, Nat, you know? Nat shouldn't have put you on against Lysart. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So That's what some right. coaches do uh, in, in uh, tiny yeah. tiny minutes of the game left. Yeah. They, they put you on. So, where to now in terms of are you just going to play another couple more years of amateurs and then just sort of enjoy the game as a spectator? Or, or do you see yourself playing amateurs on and off for a... For, Look, a, for a period of time so um, I'll probably play uh, amateurs is there as on a year to year to proposition um, but going to watch Jacob play and even Christian play there's a bit of me that goes you know what um, I reckon I could offer a little bit in the coaching side um, yep. um, because of you know my experience my leadership from work and management skills I think I can you know add some value there somewhere my challenge, though, is, um, you know, um, it, it's work. So, yeah. you, you know, the ability to be there on a Tuesday and Thursday. So I, I go and watch, you know, I, I play, watch. Um, I do a lot of, as I said, cycling. And so I'm pretty busy now with, with life. So, But I'll always be in there somewhere in football. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, what about, um, uh, let's talk uh, referees. Um, who are some of your, your favourite referees to sort of that you learn from or you watched and... And there you go, geez, that's the benchmark for me that I need to get to mm. in mm. different respects. Uh, look, yeah, well, actually, another name I forgot to mention before, Bobby. You know, Bobby was a Bobby was a good ref. Bob's a very good ref as well, and I think Bobby's on his way to probably becoming the winning, having the most grand finals in, yep. than any other referee. So Bob's a, Bob. Yeah, I learn a lot from Bob. And what um, makes him a good referee, in your opinion? Look, I think Bob's. Bob's he's, he's calm you know I think he's calm he's got the experience now the knowledge and he's got he has he builds good rapport with referees but uh, with players as well but Shreb to me yep. it was Shreb look I did learn from Mario I did learn from Steph yep. um, guys he, he, he referees guys who are really um, I don't know what it is maybe it's nostalgia but for me 10-15 years ago the quality the intensity of football was far greater than what it is now. Yep. I actually got bored a bit towards the end of my career refereeing. Yep. All right? um, I felt the intensity was missing. Um, the intensity of 10, 15 years ago was amazing. The ref- days of refereeing when the passions were high, when, when you know, Steph and Mario were refereeing and I would run a line for them or I started my Premier League first grade refereeing. I, I, you know, some games I'd be very, very nervous going to when there's a derby, you know, the Connors. So we're not just talking the intensity on the ground, we're talking off off the ground in terms of the clubs, the spectators. Yeah, off the ground. Look, I... um, So is there a big derby that you can remember that sticks in the mind? Yeah, look, the the, the Crinny Crinny, um, Conno derbies were huge. The White Eagles, Quinney Games, Quinney yep. Olympic Games yep. were, 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 were tough to referee, right? Paul Kembler, you know, uh, against, um, you know, Quinney would be a tough... You know, where there was this European influence, there yep. was always the supporters who were very passionate. Yep. You know, there were supporters that come to Australia and bought their football heritage with them and, and, yeah, and they had nothing else but to invest back into their local clubs, you know. So um, I, I remember... You know, I used to get the appointments in and I used to look at some games, you know, appointments used to come in on a Wednesday or Tuesday. 
you know, and I have Creedy versus Wollong Olympic there or whatever, and, and I think, poor, and I'd be nervous. I'd be thinking about the game through the week. Yep. Because I can tell you what, um, the crowds, because back then, they were just they were just full on. The crowds were full on. You, you know, you, you would walk out. Sometimes I would... I was very blessed and I never got physically assaulted or, yep. you know, I got my normal little abuse here and there, but I'd walk off thinking, all right, who's going to, who, who am I going to cop it now, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, it was on. And um, the intensity of Premier League 10, 15 years ago, the semi-final games, oh, they were on, you know, they were on. remember one game at Dan De, uh, De ground, it was Tarawana uh, versus Olympic semi-final to this day, still, it was only about five, six years, maybe six years ago, and Tara won and right in the last minute, about 2-1. The intensity of that game, I think I sent, I think I sent Jack, Jake Judinsky off that game. Yeah. And, um, I think he absolutely, you know, good, strong, hard tackle on, on Benny, Benny Zuko. And yeah. It was a tough, tough game. Big crowd, big intensity. I don't. I haven't seen that in Illawarra Premier League that intensity in, in the last three or four years. So, don't know what's don't know what yeah. the difference is. Um, and a lot of people see that the the crowds don't seem as big anymore. The intensity yeah. doesn't seem so. The association's got a bit of work to do to be able to create that. How to get the crowds back and they need to start thinking get a bit that intensity. Yeah. And what about um, uh, to finish it off? Um, players that you love playing with and 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 watching. Minia Bonatic was absolutely amazing. Um, the best player, I'll look, I've seen some oh, referees, some amazing players in the lower, you know, the Goblet, Claude Cellini was yep. brilliant, you know. Uh, he, like, there's so many, uh, there's so many, the boys are named from, from the Cringilla side, the Port yep. Kembla side, a couple, of Reven, a couple of boys from Port Kembla, boys from Canberra, Ravenelli, and um, um, local boys from the, look, I, I don't remember all their names, but, if I looked at team sheets and remember some of the players, the, yep. they're from 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 the northern side, from Bulleye, the Bakers, you know, yep. from Cringilla, Luby Toleski was just outstanding uh, player. Sarge was a, was a, was a Gerardi Stefanoski. I refer to these guys in awe. But the best player um, that you, you know, played that with played, that I, I refereed against, if I can f- refereed against, was um, uh, Show from Albion Park White Eagles. Yep. Uh, I know Show Carahona. Yep. I know. Yep. There's things I've seen that guy do on a football field, and it was amazing when he was timeless here in Illawarra. It was amazing. Um, Ricky Zuko um, was out and out one of the best strikers I've seen in Illawarra. Um, yep. Without a doubt, he was just absolutely deadly. Um, you know, Darren Knees, uh, you know, back then days. Yep. So I'm just I'm going between yeah, yeah, different. I'm areas. going different between different. Donny Martinoski, yep. heaps of Dennis Jurjevic, one of the yep. best direct strikers that you'd get, right, who would just get the ball and just go, oh, I don't care how big you are, because Dennis was only small guy, I don't care how big you are, I'm coming for you. You know, <laughs> um, you know, Matty, once again, the likes of Matty Horsey playing down here. Yep. There were so many, Illawarra's been blessed with, with so many good players, and, you know, I've missed hundreds of players, yeah, yeah. but for some no, reason, they're the ones that come to my mind. Oh, I think we've uh, covered, it, covered most of it, mate. Um, is there anything else uh, you'd like to sort of add on? No, thank you. I think it's enjoyable to be able to talk through my own history like that and actually bring it, have bring some memory to it. And um, you know, I think um, I think think the things that you're doing like this are terrific. It's, um, the ability to just bring history and keep it—it's so important. Um, because as I said before, I think football in the Loire has a, it's something magical about it, something special. 
um, that uh, it brings the community together. Yeah, it's a small community, but it brings the community together. And I think, the, you know, I think the associations, you know, doing a good job in trying to keep that going. And I think the balance is, is how do you keep the passion of the league, uh, but don't get that. Um, I suppose don't get that lost with the financial side of what needs to happen. We all yeah. get that, but I think the I think when you bring that the ability to bring that passion back in and and you know have something to stand for, I think that's when the league is going to continue. That's when the league will be, you know, as strong as it can be. Back so. to it, what it should mm-hmm. be. Well, again, uh, very respectful of yourself and your wife for letting me into your home um, and uh, to interrupt a, a Sunday, which is you know time poor as we all are. I really appreciate and respect it. So thanks, Tony. Appreciate Thank you. it. It's been a pleasure. Thank thanks, you. Mate. Thank you. Thanks again for your support in regards to the podcast and in regards to the materials I post online from years gone by. The soccer slash football community is a great set of people and I appreciate being part of it. And to finish off, I'd like to say thank you once again to Tony and his wife, Tina, for their hospitality on a Sunday afternoon and for letting me into their home and showing me great kindness by allowing me to interview Tony. This is your host, Travis. Goodbye for now.